This episode of the Red Stick Podcast, sponsored by El Rio Grande Mexican Restaurant. If you're looking for authentic, home-style Mexican food and the best margaritas you'll ever salt your lips with, go see our friend Raul Erdialis and the fun-loving staff at Baton Rouge's oldest Mexican restaurant, El Rio Grande. 8334 Airline Highway, just north of Florida, across from Frank's. Here's this Irishman giving America a pep talk, and he extends out his arms, and he goes... We love you, America. And I immediately thought, but what if we don't love ourselves? Holy shit, that's what it's like to have low self-esteem and have somebody tell you that they love you and you're awesome. You just feel even shittier. And you're not high, right? No. Welcome to the Red Stick Podcast. Today's guest is Sonny Weathers of Sonny's Disposition fame. Now here's your host... The Red Sticks comedian in chief, Jeremy White. So, uh, yeah, we're back. Here we are, El Rio Grande, 8334 Airline Highway, just north of Florida, across from, from Frank's, folks. Frank's. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I'm That's trying it. to not miss a week. Miss a week, and I'm out of the groove. I'm Jeremy White, your host, and that's Sunny Weathers across Sunny the Weathers. table from me over there. We're going to do a little duo today. Oh, I thought, I thought we were going to like tease him with a mystery guest the whole episode, and then just oh, fucking we could have done off that. Shit, we said it. you see, that's why you're you're funnier than me. You that's, carry the damn show. Well, I also could have mentioned that, like, I don't know, in the half hour we've been talking before we start recording too. Yeah, but. we've just been catching up on all kinds of <laughs> shit. So, uh, yeah, I was in Fort Worth uh, for the U2 concert, Sunny Water. Uh, Turns out it did cross his mind. Very much so. Yeah, I uh, uh, watered Jeremy's plants, mm-hmm. I pissed on his back door, jerked off in his mailbox. It was a good time. Good, good deal, good deal. I, 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 I wish you'd have sent, sent me a video because that mailbox is pretty damn high. It's, it uh, is. I arced it. Okay, I was going to say. You yeah. Some, you got some propulsion there. See, see, I had to stand, like, I stood with my back to the mailbox and then leaned and went over my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matrix. It was God Matrix. It. That's awesome. That's impressive, man. <laughs> that is that is impressive. On a good day, I can kind of give myself a facial standing up. But, uh, on a good day, I give her a facial. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I got... On Sunday. a bad day, I get a towel facial. Should I mention the gift I brought back to you in case well, it doesn't make it home? Well, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so, today was just a ridiculously shitty day. Shitty, shitty day. Yeah, it was It was literally, you know, after a three-day weekend, you come back and it's Monday on a Tuesday. Mm. Well, my Monday yeah. on a Tuesday has leaked into Monday on a Wednesday. Mm. And it's looking like I'm probably going to have Monday on a Thursday also. Jesus. So it was just Monday leakage. Just literally everything. And the lovely Courtney. The lovely Courtney's making my day better. Yeah, much better with Uh, the beef beef nachos. My beef nachos with jalapenos. Jalapenos. Uh, That's how they pronounce it in Texas, by the way. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. That's cool. Then I feel like a native then because that's how I've always said it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm literally like all day long. I would do something, mm-hmm. and then 30 seconds later, somebody would be like, oh, we got to change that. Oh, man. Not one of those days. All day. All, All day. day. All day. Like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And, and somebody, well, I can't tell that story. Uh, allegedly, if, if this wasn't me telling the story. If it was somebody else. If it was somebody else. Ask, yeah. Telling for a friend. Yeah. Somebody may or may not have sent a picture of... Uh, saying they couldn't get power and oh. you can clearly see 
that it's it's one of those two piece power cords, you know, like yeah, like one end, like there's a box in the middle, one end goes to the device, mm. and the other end you plug the cable in, and that's what goes to the wall. Right. There's clearly no cable plugged into it that goes to the wall. Okay. And so I had to I had to reply, I had to call them, and mm. in a polite you're not a moron way go, hey. You see that hole where the power plug's supposed to be? Yeah, there's not there's there's not a power plug in there. So what you need to do is mm. put the power plug in there mm. and then put the other end into the wall, and that will resolve your no power problem. Hmm. You know, uh, I used tell to him work, for a friend. Uh, yeah, I used to work on electronics, uh, or at least I went to school to do that, uh, like playing elect- uh, avionics and stuff when I was in the navy. Uh, was that te- day one? That was day one. The technical uh, term for that, like a pilot of land and, uh, you know, gripe about something in the plane. It's like, first of all, it was called an open in the circuit. You know, the circuit isn't closed. Yes. There yeah. was an open in the circuit. It wasn't plugged in. Yes. But you make him sound more technical and you help him save face. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's an open in the circuit. You have to close the circuit by plugging it in. But when you send a picture, yeah, that there's clearly not even a power cable in it. Mm. Like, like to the point where where the power cable plugs into the device. Yeah, you can clearly like it's aimed at the camera. It's almost like, like he's tried not even to, trying to hide the fact it's, that it's not plugged. It's in. almost like they were going for like one of those artistic Instagram shots. Like all I was missing was the X Pro filter. <laughs> like. Oh man! I, and so and so so my day was just that That's was actually it. that was actually a, a, a breath of fresh air into the day that oh I was having. Oh my god! Oh a, my. a lot of my day was spent with two. I have two twenty-two inch monitors, and a lot of my day was spent with three spreadsheets open on each screen, uh-huh. looking for certain lines of data. Wow. And then once I had the spreadsheet the way I wanted it, they go, "Hey, we'd really like it like this," oh. and so I changed it. <clears throat> and after yeah. I changed it and saved over all my old shit, uh, then they were like, "Oh, you know what we really need? We need it like this." And I was like, "Oh, you mean like you mean the way I already did it? I already did it before." So but- now I got to undo all that. Oh, awesome, awesome. But I did have a highlight in my day. Okay, I did have a highlight in my day. Yeah. Uh, a coworker that I've been doing some work for, like it's it's we got a big project and they got into the project late and I'm trying to, you know, get them back in to the game with it. Yeah. And they bought me a really nice bottle of bourbon. Ooh. Wathen single barrel. It's, it's a phenomenal bottle. Okay. It's Very not cool. it, it ain't super cheap. But it's not crazy expensive. You know, no. about 50ish somewhere yeah. in there. Hey. And uh I had to go home at lunch. So yeah. I threw the bottle in the car, got home. Uh-oh. Put it inside or whatever. Come back to work, finish out the day. And as I'm getting ready to leave, two of my coworkers are talking. Uh, one of them's like, "Oh, I, I got to run down to my car. I got a bottle of wine in my car." Uh huh. And coworker two says, "Oh, well, on a super hot day, you really shouldn't leave wine in your car because a buddy of mine they did that, and the cork shot out, and the wine spilled all over their car." They're not talking to me. I just I overhear just the story overhear. as yeah, I'm yeah. packing up my shit to go for the day. Yeah, yeah. So I walk outside and I open my car door, and it's like. Jeez, it smells like really good bourbon in my car. Oh. Because see, what happened is 
the the bottle that I thought I brought into my house. Yeah. I had actually left it laying on my passenger seat. Oh. I don't know if you know this or not, but before it got really cold, when the rain started today, yeah, it was a little, it was, it was a little warm today. It was, it was sunny, had some sun. It was really steamy, is what it was. Yeah, and oh. the cork shot out of the bourbon bottle, and it was like, like did you have it upright? Did you did you have the bottle upright, or was it? It was laying on my seat. It was laying on. My seat. It, was, it was laying on my seat. Uh-huh. So now my passenger seat, uh-huh. my floorboard, my gym bag. My gym gloves are very flammable. A hard drive, all smell like a really, really good bourbon right wow. now. Wow! Uh, there was there was enough left that I could have got like a, a bit of a gla- like almost a glass. And so whenever I called my my buddy at work to tell him, I was like, "Hey, you fucking jinxed me!" And he was like, "I wasn't even telling that story to you." <laughs> uh, oh my god! He, 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 oh. They were like, "Did you at least?" Did you at least just go ahead and down that last little bit in the bottle? And I was like, hell no, because if I got pulled over, oh. even if I'd have had my windows even up. Even if you blew like a point three, oh, no, no, a point no. oh three. If I'd have got pulled over and the cop would have just walked to my rear bumper and I'd have had the windows up, he'd have been like, Jesus, we got to breathalyze this guy. Yeah. That's how strong the bourbon smell coming from my yeah. car was. You might have been at a point oh three, but your car was like point three six. Look, my car should not be driving right no, now. No, exactly. <laughs> If it was a driverless car, it would be in. It would be under the jail. Yeah, and and so that once once we get here, uh, Jeremy brought me some uh, beaver nuggets from Bucky's as Bucky's. as a gift. Yeah, and beaver nuggets. If you've never had them, fucking get thee to Bucky's and get a bag. Yeah, you yeah. can probably order them online. I don't know. I don't know. It's worth the drive though. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to put these things in the car. <laughs> While we're recording the podcast, it might somehow. They were already supposedly popped, and yeah, pop and, again. And, uh, they'll turn into real. They'll they'll turn back into seeds. That's what'll happen. They'll dehydrate because now the rain's sucking all the moisture out. They're gonna dehydrate in there. Oh my! So tell me about Fort Worth. Well, Fort Worth is a fucking awesome place. Uh, you know, Will Rogers uh, has. There's a reason why they have the Will Rogers Museum up there, and they love Will Rogers in Fort Worth. I thought that was in Oklahoma. Mm, Will Rogers Museum and all that stuff is uh, they have the Will Rogers Arena and everything. They they love Will Rogers. I'm thinking of Gene Autry. Oh, so uh, the reason is Will Rogers. You know, he's a very quotable guy. Quotable Sonny. Quotable Will. Um, one of his famous quotes was, uh, "Stop fucking your cousin." Well, there's that too. It said that, he said uh, Fort Worth is where the West begins, and Dallas is where the East peters out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, you know, you think Baton Rouge and New Orleans have a little rivalry going on. Well, Fort Worth and Dallas, same thing, yeah. except Fort Worth doesn't have an inferiority complex like Baton Rouge does. Yeah, I was, but I was going to say, but I think I think it's pretty clear Dallas won that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're in Arlington uh, in Jerry's world, and Bono's on stage talking about Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Motherfucker, you're in Arlington. Yeah. There ain't nothing glamorous in Arlington other than that goddamn stadium. Propane and propane accessories. Oh, that's all that's in Arlington. Oh, my God. But so uh, so, folks at home, just uh, as you hear Jeremy gush about Fort Worth, mm. don't be surprised if soon this this is uh, the uh, this podcast is renamed. You you want to tell him what I think the new name of this thing is going to be? Uh, worth a stick. Worth a stick. Worth a stick. So if if suddenly we're dorking it up in here, yeah, via Skype, 
you're gonna know why. Yeah, yeah. Just every time we go, it's like, man, why can't? It's just the thought about moving there. It's really, you know. Now the thing is, you, you want to have a good laugh, or you, you want people to laugh at you. Uh, go to a place like Texas. Yeah, they don't pay. Uh, they don't have state income tax over there. Oh yeah, that's great. They don't have state income tax. Go uh, go ask somebody what the their homestead exemption is. Yeah. What is it? They 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 don't have it. And they pay a shit ton in property taxes. I heard my brother-in-law talk about property taxes at least three times while we were there. And we were there for like four days. But they pay a shit ton in property taxes. And it's, uh, you know, some of these uh, areas, they're in uh, an area that used to be depressed and it's really growing now. And so you have a lot of folks that have... And went to counseling. Yeah. <laughs> they... Uh, you know, they have that uh, the whole thing of where you move in and you, 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 you invest in a neighborhood. You gentrify it. And you gentrify it. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you can't afford to live there anymore because the property taxes are eating you alive. But you should have shaved. You should have shaved. You should have saved a shit ton of money buying in early, though, right? You would think. But, I mean, you, you still got to pay those property taxes. Well, and I guess when, when you, you don't pay a state income tax, do they have a sales tax? Mm hmm. Okay. Probably not as bad as ours, though, right? I don't know. I know their gas tax is higher than ours. Well, you got motherfuckers like this guy in Caddo Parish on this Facebook video. Oh my God. It was like somebody just whipped out of an iPhone. It didn't tell anybody to be quiet. It was, it was on Facebook that it was a promoted thing. Caddo Parish Alliance, CPA, trying to talk about the Republicans in the legislature who are voting for the gas tax because we got the lowest one in the country, or nearly the lowest one in the country. And our roads just aren't shitty enough. So, you know. We, we can't pass. We need we, less taxes. We need yeah. less taxes. We need less gas tax. We have a low gas tax. We need even less. We can't, no, we can't, we can't raise the gas tax. And um, I swear to God, when he started, it's a guy in cattle, and he's just holding this big wrench, and it's a work site. You still got guys going around, the camera's shaky and everything. Uh, he, he talk, he, I think he, uh, he pronounced Clay Schneider, Clay Schitzneider. I like that. Yeah, from from I, I see what he's going for there. From Gonzales, Louisiana. Yeah, shit so, Snyder. So, but but we don't pay. There's literally hardly any property tax here. No, because you got a homestead exemption. What seventy five thousand? Yeah, first seventy five thousand. Yeah, you don't pay property tax on. And then even then, our property tax isn't that high. No, it's not. So. But in Texas, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Mm, well, that's where yeah. they fucking get you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, on the way into Fort Worth, we uh, we popped our beaver cherry. Shit, yeah. And we went to Bucky's. That's the first time you ever been? Yeah, we hadn't oh, stopped man. in before. I'm kind of glad we didn't stop in before when we had my mother-in-law in there because she'd still be in there shopping. Yeah. Uh, I was literally... I was, I was almost glad that it didn't come here just because I'd been buying them fucking corn nuggets like three times a week. Yeah. They are ridiculous. They are. They are. Uh, they've got the the whole place is fucking ridiculous. If you've never been in there, literally the bathroom, the men's bathroom is bigger than my house. Like it's. I walk in there. I walk out. I see the wife. Like, I think that that room, that one bathroom right there, bigger than a house. Not exaggerating. Yeah. It's and there's enormous. probably like three bathrooms in that place. Maybe. I know they had a men's and a women's. Maybe they had. I, I think. I think. There. I think they have like one on the north wing. Yeah. It's like a fucking Walmart with a shit ton of gas pumps and uh, a cute mascot, and they don't allow trucks in there. And it's clean. It's oh my god, it's unreal. That's it's, like, it's basically a clean Walmart. 
Exactly. It is clean. It's everything we wanted Walmart to be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so they're not going to have the one here in Louisiana, so you still have to go to Texas to go to your Bucky's, but cult following. And I can see why, but God damn it, you don't go in there for a quick stop. You, uh, you don't stop. It, no. Especially if you get somebody in there who likes to, likes to shop. Three hours minimum. The only good thing is, you know, if they'd have put that in Baton Rouge, we'd have ruined it. it. That you know, I said that while I was there. It's like Baton Rouge's motto: if there's a way to fuck it up, we'll find it. And if there's not, we'll invent it. We'll invent it. Yeah, we'll figure out a way to fuck shit up. Yeah, and eventually we'll find a way to do it. Uh, but beautiful drive. Had an awesome drive up there. It is a nice ride. And then coming back. Um, it should take about a six, a half, six and a half hours between Baton Rouge and uh, Fort Worth. It took us at least eight and a half hours to get back because uh, when we left, just a little bit of you rain. You took the scenic route, right? No. Well, we did because we had to because the interstate was flooded around Longview. So we got off. We had tornado warnings. We had that weather that was developing. We had uh, tornado warnings ahead of us. Well, at least it was in Texas, not in Louisiana. Right. We had uh, tornado warnings. We had uh, power outages where they told us to uh, get off the interstate. So we had no traffic lights there. They're diverting us through in a traffic jam onto this little farm road that goes that parallels the interstate. How the fuck you design an interstate that floods before the shitty little farm road that's less than a mile away? I don't know. But Texas figured out a way to do it. Uh, somewhere along the way, before we got to that part, we're driving down the interstate, and it's raining hard, raining hard, raining hard, and driving. All of a sudden, I see something out of the corner of my left side, and I look, and it's a fucking pickup truck that was coming the other way that had crossed over the entire median, which was a pretty wide median, and it was up, and the grill was peeking over the retaining wall. Motherfucker slid. We were going eastbound. This guy was going westbound. Slid all the way across the median in the heavy rain and kind of lurched. Like, I could see his entire grill and headlights peeking over the retaining wall. Jesus. And I'm like, oh. And my wife is like, what was that? I said, oh, it's a... Redneck. Redneck who lost control. And, <laughs> it's a uh, red-breasted redneck. The, uh, the retaining wall stopped him from coming across and taking us out. So she's, she, the de- she's got the death grip going. Uh, saw a few other vehicles... Uh, off the road, uh, trees on the road, vehicles off the road, uh, detours, flooded interstate, and we finally get to Louisiana, and uh, the weather is kind of we're kind of hanging back a little bit, let, right. trying to develop in front of us. All the way from Shreveport to Alexandria, it's getting it's dark. There's still steam coming off the uh, interstate, so we're getting like a smoke show and non-fucking-stop lightning ahead of us. Just a, a light and smoke show all the way from Shreveport to Alexandria. Why? And we, and we had the music going. It was pretty fucking awesome. I was going to say, why didn't you have like a dash cam recording all this? I didn't have a dash cam. I wish I would have. That's why you need to get you one of those little I know, photo pros like I got. I was got. thinking, I need a dash cam. Because it, tr- it was unbelievable. Yeah. It, was over a, it was like a hundred-something miles of just a non-stop light and smoke show. See? That's why I carry mine with me. I keep that, and I have one of those little battery packs. Mm-hmm. Or I just have a cable that I can plug it into my... Because I don't keep mine hardwired in there. Right. Because, you know, Baton Rouge theft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
but I always keep like you know I can plug it into my cigarette lighter. I have an attachment, so yeah, yeah. But we uh, we finally get through Alexandria, and we're like, all right, we got a little break up ahead. And we punch through it, and we get ahead of it, and we're like, all right, good. We're in the clear. Boom. How many times you listen to Riding the Storm out? We didn't. I should have oh, put it on there. Man. I should have. So we get to Baton Rouge. Uh, we go across. We're coming across the old bridge because we went on 190, and we're like, all right, hell yeah, we're in East Baton Rouge Parish. It's midnight, and we we're stopped for a fucking train. And the train is going slow. And then it starts going slower, and it starts going slower, and then it fucking stops. Did and it back up? No, it okay. just stopped. Thank it God. Just, it just didn't go anywhere. We're like, fuck, of course, we're going to have a stationary train. So I'm like, fuck this. Get to the brake, U-turn, go back across the bridge, hit LA-1, go down the interstate, Go on the new bridge, come back up airline, go to the house. Did you beat the train? Probably. Yeah. I think we got home faster than if we'd have stayed and waited for the train. So, yeah, as great as the drive was going up to Fort Worth, the drive was just absolutely shitty. We, there, were, there were thoughts about us just, fuck this. Get a hotel. Turn around, no, turn around and go back to my brother-in-law's place oh. in Fort Worth. They didn't want us to leave. So Worth a shtick, huh? Worth mm-hmm. a shtick. Mm-hmm. Worth a shtick. Yeah. Um, Nothing holding you here now. The food in Fort Worth, ridiculous. Burgers up there. God damn it, if you ever go through Fort Worth, there's a place. It's south of uh, Fort Worth off of I-35, and it's called Fuego Burger. And it's a, it's a little shitty hole in the wall, shitty-looking hole in the wall. It's like the side of a, of a convenience store. and But it's the best fucking burger. The guy made fresh guacamole right there after I ordered it. And it comes with... The cheese, it comes with like a halo of fried cheese. Mm. The big old thing of cheese on it, and it overlaps. It comes outside the burger, outside the bun, about a good two inches all the way around. And you peel that off, and like you eat it as you go, and you save it. I literally saw that. That fucking place was on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives over uh-huh. the weekend. I was remember it? the giant cheese off all... Yeah. And it's a little bitty place. To, the, the, yeah. t- the tater tots. It, oh, it my was, God. It was, all, it was all burgers. Fuego Burger, uh, home of the best Fuego you'll ever salt your lips with. Yeah. New sponsor of the Worth a Shtick podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, really good burgers in uh, the DFW area. Twisted Root. They got a whole, yeah, Curbside's got like half of their, uh, their old truck in there. Great burgers at Curbside. Well, Twisted Root's got an entire RV behind the bar, and they got taps sticking out the side. And uh, burger's fucking ridiculous. So, food in Fort Worth, really good. Uh, Taverna had a great meal there. Yeah, my my wife's cousin married well. Next week is going to be worth a stick, right? Like it's going to be worth a stick. You're just trying to break this in on me yeah. slow. So uh, yeah, he says exactly. nobody winks at me every time he says it. I don't <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening here. So I got to talk about. I know we need to. We've talked about Texas enough here, but I've got to talk about the U2 concert because I'll, God, we can all talk about U2, dude. So the reviews. Because they started their tour in Vancouver like a couple of weeks ago. It's the Joshua Tree Tour, 30 years later. 1987 was the, the, the album drop. And it's the best, the greatest album of arguably one of the greatest bands ever in the history of music. Uh, Joshua Tree. And uh, it was in Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium. And uh, I didn't really get into... Pre- I never really appreciated how much of a shithole Arlington is. But that's where AT&T Stadium and uh, where the Rangers play. Because every time you drive on uh, I-20 through Arlington, 
Yeah, they, they, they need it, a football team they, that could play there. Yeah, they make it look nice from the yeah. interstate. It, it looks, oh yeah, that's big dealerships, big American flags, and nice stores and everything. You get off the interstate and you go into the heart of Arlington, absolute fucking shithole, especially around the stadium. Okay, let me ask you this: What stadium doesn't have? What stadium isn't in like a shithole area? Superdome. All of New Orleans is a shithole. Well, it's true, but at least, okay, you walk outside the Superdome, you look around, you've got hotels that run $200 a night, easily, $300 a night, Hyatt. And you still might get fucking shot. You might get shot. Have you you ever been to, uh, what is it, Raymond James in Tampa? I I don't know mm. know who they sold out to, but it was always Raymond James. Raymond James Stadium, Uh, yeah. But, yeah, go there. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus Christ, if you don't get murdered on your way into the stadium, you're going to get murdered on your way out because fuck, it's bad. So I'll go a little out of order like a Tarantino movie. I'll talk about after the concert because when we left, you, you're, you're in this. The stadium is fucking ridiculous. I had never been in there before, and it makes the Superdome its bitch. It's ridiculous. The, the third of the stadium was cut off because of the stage and the setup and everything, and it still sat more people than the entire Superdome. Yeah. With people on the floor. It's it's one of the biggest fucking things in the world. It's amazing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And what's wild is that we were way the fuck up there, like second to last row up towards the ceiling. And that upper deck is steep. But as steep as it is, you, you know, you've been in the Superdome in the upper deck, right? Yeah, that's where I saw you two in 97. Yeah. Okay, so you know that feeling of being in the Superdome up there in the upper deck, that, that vertigo-inducing feeling, like you feel like if you lean a little too far forward, you're going to fall off? All, I mean, all the way to the floor. I mean, if I was a pussy, I would know what you're talking about. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. But you yeah, can, I know yeah, some you, ladies that have had that feeling. You can kind of get that feeling if you if you let your mind wander and you start looking. It's like, man, I lean forward. I might feel like I fall. You don't get that sensation with the uh, with uh, AT&T Stadium for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's the way it's arranged. It's not a perfect circle like the Superdome. Maybe it's because there's a hundred foot screen in front of you that makes there's you still that. feel it'll, like you're still right there. True, true. Uh, but so we're leaving the stadium, and you have. The only hotel name I'd ever, ever heard of before that we're passing by is America's Best Value. All the others were like the Arlington Motor Inn. Mm. And other hotels that aren't as good as the hotels like right around here on yeah. the north side of Florida Boulevard. Not, not as nice as the Alamo over no, there? No, no, no. And the Palms? Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. The Alamo's on Florida across from the General. Right. Yeah. The Alamo and the Palms and everything. Like, these are too fancy for Arlington. Jesus. Yeah, if somebody from Arlington came over here right up the street where the hookers are, yeah. they'd hey, be like, damn. Hey, hey, there's I'm, not hookers there anymore. What? Uh, heroin addicts now. Hero- oh, it's, okay, okay, that's it. Times have changed. Track chicks. Yeah. This, um, you, you doing that is like uh, when, when David Letterman still talked about all the hookers in Times Square 30 years after they were gone. It's like people still talking about... The transvestite hookers in downtown Baton Rouge yeah. from the 80s. Yeah. The um, tranny's on Plank Road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't get murdered. Yeah. You might have some transmission places on Plank Road. Yeah. Trannies. They got trannies there. Different kind, but... You can definitely get some tranny work done on Plank. You got a lot of tranny fluid out there. So, uh... Yeah. Okay, oh, so back anyway, to you too. Arlington's a shithole. It's amazing. The, the dichotomy of this enormous building that costs like a billion dollars to build. It's like a 
a palace and just a, the, a monument to just a feat of engineering. That's and you walk out and it's like, God damn, fucking Arlington's a shithole. And and probably eighty percent of that is taxpayer funded, which is why they're oh yeah, that's that's why their fucking property oh, tax is so high because they got to pay for yeah, that property. But Arlington, that's the other thing is Arlington is all about yeah. If you need oh yeah, we're all about the corporate welfare. Oh, you're a billionaire, but you need more tax money to build a stadium. Hell yeah! So the stadium, the the field where the Rangers play, um, they need to build a new one. Why is that? So to keep up with the to keep up with the Joneses? No, well, come okay, on. Okay, so the, the one Jones. where it's right there by text by the yeah. AT and T Stadium is the Rangers Stadium. That's what I said, keeping about, up with the Joneses. Yeah, oh, nice! I stepped on you. I Thank stepped you. on it. Nice. Um, so I have the same problem with my dick. <laughs> the. Uh, where the Rangers play is about 20 years old. And they need a new stadium for the Rangers to play. You know why? Because there's nothing 60-year-old white guys love better than fresh 20-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but apparently, um, when they built the, 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 the stadium, the, the field where the Rangers play, Rangers Stadium, whatever they call it. I don't there, know. There, there's grass on the infield now, so they got to get rid of it? <laughs> they um, somehow, in the last 20 years... It started getting hot. What? In Arlington, like in August, July, August, September. That's crazy. Oh, they need a dome. It started getting hot. But it's not global warming. It was at, no, because it, global warming is a hoax. It was that mini ice age that we had. But yeah, that's what it was. It was, uh, it was unusually cold uh, for several years when they built that field. Mm. And so they said, we don't need a roof. But now, all of a sudden, they need a stadium with a roof. Or... Or it could have been hot back then, and they just wanted to save money. What? But now, because because twenty years ago, yeah, if you wanted to build a stadium, uh huh, you had to use your own money. No, 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 no. Billionaires have always gotten money from regular folks, Joe Schmo, through taxes to build a stadium because that leads to economic development. That I saw in Arlington with the Arlington. You think the Arlington Motor Inn would be there if it weren't for AT and T Stadium? But now they can get a lot more money. Like like back then it was okay. We're gonna we're gonna need two hundred million dollars to build this three hundred million dollar stadium. Uh huh. But now they're like, we're gonna need five hundred billion mm-hmm. to make this five hundred billion dollar state. Like and now they just now everybody pays for the whole thing. Like he ain't coming out of pocket for shit. No, and and, and the hillbillies so, in Arlington are like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. selling propane and propane accessories. Yeah. And God par- damn it, par- Bobby! Pay your taxes. And parking's gonna cost eighty dollars. The beer is gonna cost fifteen. But God damn it, I'm gonna go to a game in this thing that I help pay for. Oh, and you gotta drive there. Oh yeah, because there's no mass transit between Dallas and Fort Worth. You know why? Because Arlington's in the middle. And you know who owns Arlington? Is uh, the Joneses. The Joneses and and his fellow billionaire friends that own that. And you think you, they make money on the on the. $15 beers in the stadium and the tickets. No, no, no. No, no, my friend. They, they make, make money, money on, on parking. The parking. On fucking parking. We bought a parking pass to go to the uh, the concert. One parking pass was like 40-something dollars. Nice. And you know, yeah. that probably that money doesn't go to the players either. Like, I'm sure there's know. some sort of ticket split on the, like, the gate at the mm-hmm. stadium. Yeah. But, oh, this is, this is outside. This is the parking lot. Sorry, sir. That's my yeah. cash. Yeah. So they want you to drive to the stadium where the Rangers play, where the Cowboys play. So we cannot have mass transit between Dallas and Fort Worth. Because then you would, you would just take mass transit 
over here, and that would mean less cars on the road and less traffic. So basically, you're just mad because he's fucking smarter and richer than you. <laughs> hey, if, if he's if he wants to play, I hate the player. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. You're yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's, he's Shit, playing. Yeah. He's playing the game. The the problem is, I remember there was. A, well, I don't remember. I'm not that fucking old. But once upon a time in this country, there were wealthy people who put the greater good before their pocketbook. But that's, who? Uh, wasn't uh, the subway in New York funded largely by um, a guy named Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Where did he like, get his like money Teddy from? Teddy Roosevelt. Where did he get his money from? Well, he had he had wealth, but he used it to where, develop. Where the, did he get that wealth from? Roosevelt Senior. And but they all they all got their wealth at a time uh, like w- with the Carnegies. Yeah. Oh, uh, Carnegie! Carnegie built Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Philanthropy. Yeah, he you know, did. You know, you know who? You know the title philanthropist doesn't really. Uh, Hang people on. don't know what the fuck that is anymore. I know, and, and like the and like the Biltmores and the J.P. Morgans and all of them. Yeah. Who got? They made a shit ton of money. And you know what they didn't have to do with that money? Pay taxes on it. Oh. So they had all this money, and they were like, well, fuck yeah, I can do all this awesome stuff because I just got all this money that I'm not paying taxes on so I can build these cool buildings. Mm-hmm. But now that they're paying a shit ton of taxes, and they're like, wait a minute, so I can keep some of my money and use some of this tax money that we're all paying. Mm. Okay. So get rid of taxes and a bit philanthropy. They've already figured out a way to do that by, it's called offshore accounts and GE GE accounting. I guarantee you that even with all of their fancy accounting and everything else, Jerry Jones pays more taxes than Louisiana. I'm sure he pays a shit ton in taxes, but uh, sooner or later we're going to get to a breaking point where people are not going to be able to, are not going to want to pay to help build another stadium. And I don't think they should. No. Because the the whole argument of trickle-down economics, Arlington, is proof that doesn't necessarily work. I mean, that that could just be Nobody stays in Arlington. That could just be a white trash town. That could just be a shithole town. That could be a stopover. I mean, it could be. But, fuck, you made me lose my train of thought. But anyway, if, if... if people are willing to pay the taxes to have that stadium built there, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they take it? Exactly. If, if the people at Arlington are willing or schlubs to do it, fuck it. But not just Arlington, anywhere. If, anywhere, if, yeah. If if San Diego is like, he's like, hey, I need I need half a billion dollars to build this football stadium, or I'm leaving. Bye. If everybody in San Diego said, bye, motherfucker. And he and he goes to L.A. and and says, "I need half a billion dollars to build this football stadium." And L.A. just says, "Not today, bitch." Guess what? Eventually, eventually, he, he's gonna go back to San Diego because he's he's gonna get to some place and he'll be like, "Topeka, yeah." Do you want the Topeka Chargers? Elko, Nevada. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, "Hey, we we can't afford them because we can't afford a half billion dollar stadium." Yeah. He's gonna go back to San Diego and be like, "San Diego." Remember me? How about I'll pay for the stadium and you just come to the games? Mm-hmm. That's the fucking way it should be. Yeah. If everybody just said, nah, bitch, and shot him the double birds, yeah. and kick, kicked him in the gut and gave him a stone-cold stunner. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're fucking stupid and willing to pay for it, and guess what? Mm-hmm. If he leaves San Diego and Topeka's like, yeah, we'll pay for your stadium, you can still watch your Chargers play because yeah. Yeah. television. Exactly. 
Yeah. I fucking love the Saints. There's no blackout rule there yeah. in Topeka. You're more than 100 miles away yeah. now. I fucking love the Saints. I don't go down there to the games, though. Mm-hmm. I watch it on TV. Yeah. And if the Saints move to fucking Poughkeepsie, I can still just watch the Saints on TV. Poughkeepsie Saints. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is there, a, is there a city? I'm sure there's a town or a city somewhere in America called uh, Boondock. Boondock Saints. There's got to be. Yeah. If not, I mean, if not, we need to invent that town. Boondock Saints. Yes. Yeah. I'd and watch get it. them the team. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'd buy a jersey. Hell yeah, I would. I would too. So uh, you too was fantastic, man. Uh, we The Lumineers opened up. They were good. And uh, so the stadium is set up. They have the, I don't know, the other fuck, the only fucked up thing about the stadium over there, though, is the way it's oriented. You know, usually when you set up a football field, you want to go north-south with the field. North end zone, south end zone. Tiger Stadium rough, roughly runs north-south. And the, in, and the, the, the uh, press box, west side. The press box is always on the west side, it, traditionally. It's like a baseball stadium. Yeah, to keep the sun out yeah. of the reporters' yeah. faces. Exactly. And so the, the sun is, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not going, it's not, it's not in their faces, and it's not a, uh, an impediment usually to a game for the most part. And so the same thing. Except with the, when half the field is in the bright sunlight and the other half is yeah. in the shade. Well, the old Texas stadium. We got to throw to the right for the next fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing about the old Texas stadium in Irvine, Texas. Irvine, Irvine, not Irvine. Irvine, Texas. I thought it was uh, Irvine. It's no Irvine, California. Irvine, Texas. So uh, when they had the roof with the hole in it, the you would have that contrast and it'd play hell with the uh, right. uh, with play havoc with the the cameras because it would be bright and then dark and there's just these shadows and everything. Well, now the AT&T Stadium, what happens is is uh, the stadium is oriented to go east-west, and they have glass. It's this big glass, plexiglass opening on the west side. And so when the sun is going down, the sun is coming into this enormous stadium and just blinding you. If you're on the field going towards the west, you're going into the sun. And the rest of the stadium is like pitch barely, black, yeah, pitch black or, or, or barely yeah. lit up compared to the sun that's blinding you. It's it. Uh, who the fuck oriented it that way? They had plenty of room to go the other way with it, but for some reason they said, "No, we're gonna go east west with or it." Or just tint the glass. <laughs> yeah, hell, you got enough money? Have, put some giant Roman shades, R- Roman shades on there, and just lower them or something. Just a really long string that they just pull. <laughs> God damn it! It's caught. It's caught. It's like you get damn- stuck. You can't. <laughs> it didn't roll back up. Oh man. Shit. Uh, the strings are all out of <laughs> whack. Oh, shit. Well, you got you to gotta pull it to the side. You got to pull it. Come on. Pull you it gotta, to You got to pull it at a 45 degree <laughs> angle and then, but hold the bottom. You got to hold the bottom. The hold the bottom. There's fucking 87 guys hanging <laughs> off this thing. <laughs> oh, man. So that's the only thing that's really fucked up about the stadium other than the surrounding ghetto in Arlington. Um, but so we go in there and. Uh, they have this uh, the stage and the, the reviews talked about the the screen that they had not the big screen in AT and T Stadium they didn't use that at all yeah it's just U2's own shit yeah so what they did was they have so much stuff apparently for this tour they have two crews two complete sets of of stuff for each show and the trucks and everything were like leapfrogging each other so that like when they were setting up for they had set up for uh, for Arlington for DFW. They had a crew at their next stop, say Houston, setting up for right. the for the next line right, or whatever right. it was, until they would just leapfrog because they had so much stuff to set up. The stage uh, basically went from sideline to sideline. Nice, two hundred feet wide. The 
the, the, the screen behind them was 200 feet long, 45 feet high. Jeez. The entire length of the stage, 45 feet high. Um, you know more about AV equipment than I do. What's the, what's the top of the line kind of video you can get right now if you went like the Best Buy or Circuit City or whatever? 4K. 4K. Top of the line. You're going to pay a, you're gonna pay a pretty yeah. penny for that, right? Yeah. Uh, care to guess what this screen was? What's that? 8? 8K. Yeah. 200 by 45 8K screen. Yeah. And, and just for you folks listening at home, the difference, if, if you tell, sorry, I just hit puberty there. Ooh. If somebody tells you that they can tell the difference between, uh, between like HDMI video and 4K, they probably can. But, you know, it, it's subtle, but, you know, you got to, if, if you're really sharp eyes, you yeah. can see the difference. Yeah. Uh, if somebody tells you they can tell there's only four and eight, they're fucking lying because the human eye can't tell. They just spend money so they can say yeah, 8K. 8K. It, all I know is it was fucking incredible. Uh, so they, uh, they have this little, they have the stage that goes wide like that, and then coming out from the stage into the crowd, general admission crowd, apparently they started lining up that morning and got little brace, bracelets so they could get on the floor, uh, was the Joshua Tree. It was a it was the shape of the Joshua tree, and behind him on the stage, uh, skewed to the left, was the Joshua tree coming up behind the screen, um, and so they start out on the tree with like the drum set comes up out of the floor, the keyboards come up out of the floor, everything they need on that part of the stage comes up out of the floor, and we were sitting down. And we could kind of see through the dark, the drummer getting up there and everybody's cheering and everything. And so we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I swear to God, when... I like that Jeremy's over here. He's like, Bono and the Edge. And, you know, the drummer. I don't know. Yeah. Andrew, I think. Steve? Uh, Steve? I don't know. Uh, When they started out with two songs that weren't on Joshua Tree, it was uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday and uh, New Year's Day. They started with that. Two of my favorite holidays. Yeah, absolutely. So when uh, when Drumstick met Skin on the first lick of Sunday Bloody Sunday, it was like somebody kicked me in the ass out of my seat, and I was on my feet involuntarily. And it was just it, from then on, from that instant on, all the way to the end of the second encore. I was I was like lit. locked in. Yeah. I was lit. That was Dude. it. Look. I was it was I was done. It was it was a fucking spiritual experience. I'm so, sorry. So this was the thirtieth anniversary of Joshua Tree. Uh what would have been the tenth anniversary or twenty years ago, mm-hmm. I was at the U two concert in New Orleans for Pop Mart. Uh I won tickets to the concert. Uh, I think we've talked about that before. Walton and Johnson, when they were funny, they did the joke du jour. Ah, uh, wait a minute. I got I to gotta go back in my memory banks here. That was a long you, time you ago. You got to go back to a, a, probably about 97. Oh, man. Let me yeah, see if yeah, I can think about yeah, that. Oh, oh. Remember? I almost need, I almost need harp music to, to Look, get me back into that I, mode. I was going to say, I, I, can tell you, I can tell you the change. Uh, what year was President Obama elected? <laughs> Because that's the year Walton and Johnson stopped being you sure, funny. You sure it wasn't about a few years before that? Like uh, when some buildings came down and, and brown people were responsible for bringing... They were growth? still... They were still... You know, they were... Start, that was the starting uh-huh. trend. But uh-huh. boy, once... 
once yeah. President Obama got elected. Overdrive. Mm, uh, boy, okay. it was because they never really cared about Muslims back then. Mm. It was it was President Obama and Mexicans in Texas. Oh yeah, because that's where they're based. Yeah, but before that, when they were based out in New Orleans. Yeah, but well, they've always been they've been in Texas for a lot, but yeah. Uh, At one point, they were out of New Orleans. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But they just ridiculously funny. Still, all time, my favorite morning show. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to them anymore, but just yeah. pure the the shit I listen to more than anything else. Fucking Walton and Johnson was my shit. Yeah. And I won tickets to see you too because I used to do joke to jour. They'd tell a joke at like five thirty in the morning. Yeah. And then like two hours later, they'd ask you to call back in, tell the joke, you won a prize to okay. prove that you were listening. Yeah. Who who fucking else is listening at five in the morning besides me? Like I used to hear Stevie Ray Vaughan intro every morning, and then the joke du jour. Yeah. Uh, the joke I told that won me you two tickets. What looks good on five pounds of unsightly fat? A nipple. Mmm. Nice one. Yes. Nice one. And so I won two tickets to U2. We go see U2. And at the time, in the 90s, I was, uh, well, I still fucking love old school gangster rap. But mm. back then, it wasn't old school. It was just, it it was was just, just rap. rap. It was just rap. Uh, and so, like, I was like, fucking U2. Fuck U2. But the girl I was with was like, uh, you know who I want to go see? U2, motherfucker. Yeah. So we also went to the Up and Smoke tour, too. Oh yeah, and Dre and Eminem and all them. Oh yeah, Uh, but so we we go to U two, and like, it it wasn't the first song in, uh, because the first song was something that, I guess like bigger U two fans would have known. But the second one, I want to say, was Sunday Bloody Sunday, Mm -hmm. but it was one of their iconic hits. It was one that it was one like me. I don't fucking know U two. It was like. Oh shit, son! Out of my seat, fucking you know, <laughs> waving my panties, throwing them on stage, and that's how it was the whole rest of the show. Because I was like, I know all these songs, I yeah. fucking love this shit. Yeah. So it's it's just fucking you too. It's yeah. It's, and 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 again, ninety seven. Yeah. This was my first arena show I'd ever been to. Uh, fucking crazy stage, giant screens mm. on the stage, just amazing show. Yeah. Fucking pyro and shit. Yeah. Awesome. Well, they didn't have any pyro on this one. But so they did Sunday Bloody Sunday. Well, it looks like the yeah. Superdome was better. <laughs> the Sunday Bloody Sunday and uh, New Year's Day, and then they start uh, walking from the top of the tree towards the stage down the the uh, the bark the, down the uh, trunk. Yes. Of the thank you. <laughs> the trunk leave, of the Joshua Tree. Hanging out to dry there. If we were it was just little ants, because the screen wasn't on, it was just black. So we it was like we see these little ants crawling down a Joshua Tree towards this stage this dark stage and uh, all of a sudden the screen lights up and the Joshua tree is the silhouette over to the left and it's like wow and the whole crowd is just red from the lights and the screen shining on them and uh, and then they start with the album in order and so you hear the beginning of where the streets have no name nice and it's just that slow, that slow intro, and all of a sudden the screen lights up, and it's a black and white video of going down the road out in the in, desert yeah, with in Joshua cacti Tree. And, and in Joshua, and Joshua Tree. Tree with a, a person on the side of the road every so often, and you just and it's the clearest fucking thing. I mean, we were hundreds of feet away from it, but it was like it was right yeah. there, 
And uh, then later on, when they sh- had video of the uh, of the performers of the band as they were performing, I thought the way it looked, the effects and the stylized everything was. I'm like, oh, this is pre-produced. They did this before, and they're just. And then you realize, like, Jesus Christ, I'm seeing the future. I'm seeing them on this screen yeah. do movements before he actually does them on stage. But then I realized, I started looking. I'm like, no, no, this shit is live. He had a camera, like he's on the microphone right here. In front of him to his left is a robotic camera that came up out of the floor. And so it doesn't have this straight-on angle. It's from the side. It's, it's, and so it's a profile pic of him in just black say, and white high contrast. Just say it's like, Sonny, just say to, to make this easier for you, it looks like all of your profile pictures on Facebook. Yes, yes. Just a side shot of you doing something. Yeah. And then he walks around, and there are other cameras. But if you look at the screen, it's like a continuous shot because they... They've put in these effects live throughout the show, and it looks like a, a post-produced music video. Right. And they edit in other, because it's a 200-foot wide screen, and they get in shots of the edge and the drummer and everything, and it looks fucking seamless. And, like, there's, a, there's one where he's standing there at the microphone being Bono, you know, being badass and everything. Bonoing it up. Bonoing it up. And uh, you know, it's that black and white, high-contrast video and it looked like a like a fan effect like if you could imagine a fan blowing photons like pixels white pixels off of him but he's still right. there it was the coolest thing it it, it was an incredible Are you, sure you weren't just high no okay it was it was an amazing fucking show because as much as i was enjoying the early part of my u2 concert yeah. experience when i got high mm-hmm. much better yeah and I can un- see that. Unlike when we did the uh, the the uh, Up and Smoke tour, we didn't have to bring our own for that because at the Up and Smoke tour, oh, they provided it for you. It was it just literally, contact high. It was just contact high. Like you said, you said at the Joshua Tree, the whole crowd was red. Yeah. At Up and Smoke, you couldn't even see the people on the floor. It was that smoky. It was that smoky. That was like when you said Up and Smoke, I was thinking Cheech and Chung because we went to the Sanger uh, almost two years ago to go see Cheech and Chung with War. Nice at the Sanger, and we did. We got the you know, the valet parking pass, and it was the, the nice seats, like at the very lower, like the mezzanine portion of the Sanger, which is like in front of the. You're part of the balcony, but it's like way down in front, and it's kind of nice. You have a little table with a little lamp and right. some nice seats to sit there. So we're sitting there, way up front, right at the very very bottom of the balcony, and the show starts. This is in the Sanger. Saying, man, this is really fucking nice. I was like 12 years old. I Classy. went there. Yeah. Classy. I went to the Sanger when I was 12 years old to watch Yul Brenner play the king in The King and I. He was the king of Siam. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a swanky place, all right? So we're sitting up there, and the show starts. And as soon as the show starts, it's, it's going to be some of, uh, some of War playing, and then Cheech and Chong do their skits and everything. I forget which came first. I think War played a couple of songs. From the first lick, as soon as they started, here comes the smoke from below. They were smoking. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they are, they're lighting it up here in the Sanger. And uh, it kept going so, for a good two hours. Another funny story, uh, just to tie this all in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know how I got into Up and Smoke Tour from U2, but you mentioned war. Uh, one of the first times... It wasn't the first time I got high. The first time I got high was with a dude named Lane. And uh, 
actually the second time I got high was with was, him. Was he a passing lane? Yes. He passed it to uh, you? The second time I got high with him, we got dusted. Uh, or was he there? Uh, I got dusted once. Uh-huh. You know, it was a joint lace with Angel Dust, and oh. we didn't know it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That wow. Was, that was, Surprise dusting. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, mm. you, you don't want to get crop dusted by the Angels. No. It's not <laughs> fucking good. Still, like, still just thinking back about that shit is not fucking good. Uh, but the first time I got high, that, like, in like a public setting, war concert at the varsity. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I, A, I'm the only white guy on the floor, and I'm right up at the stage. Uh, and like, I was like, oh, well, all right. Uh, the, uh, the fellow next to me just, he just taps me. I don't know who he is. He just taps me and, and he holds it in front of me. And I'm like, well, all right. So I, I go to hand it back to him and he goes, no, no, he points me the other way. So I tap the guy next to me and pass it on to him. Uh-huh. And literally the whole show just was just random joints circling around the audience. <laughs> like, I don't know who was furnishing them. Like, there could have just been a dude in the back with business cards and joints just handing them out. <laughs> For example, here you yeah, go. Because literally, uh, the varsity was packed, and I must have hit... RJ is my name, and we's my game. Here I you mu- go. I must have hit fucking 25 different joints during this concert. <laughs> it's like, this can't be the same one. It's like the fucking fish and loaves, but it was just... It was just con bud, like... <laughs> and lo, Jesus took those five joints and those two bongs and got... The multitude's high. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, go back to the Evan Smoke Tour. That was 2000. Oh. Uh, and we went out to get nachos because munchies. Munchies. And there, there was a guy. The cop is standing next to the concession stand. Like there's a trash can. The How cop is on. How paranoid were you? The cop is on one side of the trash can. We're not paranoid because on the other side of the trash can, standing next to the concession stand window waiting on his hot dog, is a dude fucking smoking. Smoking his joint right there. And with, the cop the, don't give a fuck. Because there's however many people filled up the Superdome, and everybody was smoking. Like, he just had yeah. been like, I'm just going to need everybody to follow me to the station. So they were just like, fuck it. I ain't got enough room in my car yeah, to rest yeah, the entire was, Superdome. There was nothing they could do. <laughs> they were fucking smoking weed on stage. And you were talking about a cool effect when, when fucking Snoop came out on stage. He comes out <laughs> on the stage... In a 64 Impala oh, shit. with hydraulics. Oh, shit. So he comes across the stage. He bounces out to the edge of the stage <laughs> and then three-wheel motion across the stage oh, and then shit. bounces back with it, too. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. It was awesome. Oh, man. But you 2 was still the fucking best arena show I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, they wrapped up. They did Joshua Tree album. They wrapped up, and then they leave the stage and... And the whole crowd's going crazy to get him back on there for the encore. Come on, come on, come on. I mean, for a long time. And then finally, before they come up on stage, the video screen starts up. And apparently it's this old movie, this old Western. And they edited it a little bit. But apparently this movie, it's about this old guy in the West. And he talks about uh, a wall. And he says, you want this wall? I'll tell you about this wall. And he sells them on this wall to keep the bad people out. And it's like, okay. And so they start going on, and then it uh, transitions into uh, some stuff with Syria, and they Ugh. have drone footage. But here's the, I mean, it's Bono. You knew he yeah, was going to get political. Yeah. But this is what's fucking he, brilliant. He, he, he did it the show I was at, too. Was but like, no, Ugh. no, here's the thing. This is what's brilliant about him. Uh, you can't have 
some yahoo say, I can't believe that asshole came out here and put it in my face. You shoved it in my face. Like, no, 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 motherfucker. You, you begged paid. him. Yeah. You fucking begged him for five minutes to come back out so he could talk to you about Siri. And they did a song, and it was about this girl that he met, uh, this little 12-year-old girl or whatever, Syrian refugee, met her in a, in a refugee camp and talked about her. And then the lower bowl, the light follows it. It's a giant sheet. Like you see it like a TCU game, and the whole crowd is moving it along the, the lower bowl, and it's a picture of her on it. Jesus. And I was like, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. And uh, so you're saying he planned this? It was planned. <laughs> it wasn't spot- spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, don't, uh, I don't remember what he talked about in the '97 one, but I do remember that he he went off on like one of his little rants. Yeah. And I was like, "Come on, man! Yeah. Just, just just fucking just play the hits." Yeah. And then uh, the second play encore, one. The second encore, they did uh, they did a song, one of the newer songs, I think, "Ultraviolet." It's called, and yeah. they did like an homage to some badass women, and it had the screens wide enough they could do five different women, and they did all the transitions. First screen of women, all the way to the right. I think her name is uh, Aisha Taylor, Aisha Davis, the the black girl that was in the uh, the famous photo of last year's demonstrations on Airline Highway. I have no idea. The, anyway, she was on the first screen, and uh, I think Michelle Aisha Obama Taylor. was on. Wasn't Aisha Taylor from the? It might be an Aisha soup, Davis. Talk soup. I was Aisha. Uh, oh, what was her last name? I thought that was Aisha Taylor. I can't think from of her last soup. name. But uh, super hot black. Anyways, uh, Baton Rouge, the girl from the Baton Rouge, the the demonstrations. She was on the first screen. Michelle wow. Obama was on the second screen. But they had me the entire time. The one time that it kind of lapsed, I was like, eh, was uh, all these badass women saluting all these women? They had to fucking put in Lena Dunham. Ugh. Yeah, just pissed yeah. on everything. I'm like, you just you just watered everything down. Did you show Amy Schumer in there? No, too? Amy like, Schumer mm. was not in there, but Lena Dunham was. Like, uh, no, 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 nah, no, nah, bro, nah, bro. But um, they should have had a uh, uh, fuck. God damn it! They should have had what's her face is uh, Sean Spicer up there. Oh yeah, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Is Sean should have. They should have. Yeah. That that'd been just, great. Just a video of her riding around <laughs> on the fucking <laughs> the Segway the podium. podium. That'd have been fucking awesome. So, but there was also a point. Oh, I, shit. I, I think he did this during the during the encore. Maybe he did during the main show. I think it was later. Anyway, he talked about. Um, apparently, there was a picture that was going around while he was down there. Uh, he uh, he went to Crawford, Texas, and hung out with George W. Bush at his ranch. And there was a picture of the two of them together, just hanging out, smiling big, enjoying each other's company. And it went viral. People talking about it. what the fuck, but. Uh, he gets up there and he starts talking about 18 million people have been saved because, from dying from AIDS because of America. And he says, you know, we're from Ireland. We love coming here. We, love, we, we appreciate you welcoming us in here. We, we appreciate that. And he starts talking about the good that America has done in saving 18 million people from yeah. AIDS. And it was an initiative started by George W. Bush, continued by Obama, right, versus working with left. And it was called the One Initiative. And you know all those good stuff you can do when you work together as one. Right. And and uh, and then they I, sang uh, one. No. Huh. No, they did not. By the way, I cried twice. I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. I tried anyway. Uh, with or without you, I yeah. lost. I lost. Yeah. Yeah. With or without you, I'll get you. Yeah. Uh, so, but here's the thing. He gets up there and he starts talking about how good America is. And all the good that America has done in the world. And I'm like, motherfucker's giving us a pep talk. Like, we need a pep talk because we're down. Like, we're depressed. 
Yeah. And he's, he's, here's this Irishman giving America a pep talk. And he extends out his arms and he goes, we love you, America. And I immediately thought, but what if we don't love ourselves? Holy shit, that's what it's like to have low self-esteem and have somebody tell you that they love you and you're awesome. You just feel even shittier. And you're not high, right? No. Huh. No. Huh. You, you know what I call that feeling you're describing? Huh. Uh, 2015 for me. <laughs> like, that's- I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I just realized what it's like to, to be one of those people that has all really, really low, low self-esteem. And somebody says, you're great. You're awesome. It just makes them feel even worse. Yeah. You're like, oh, good, good. You feel like, oh, you're just patronizing me now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, there. done that. Yeah. So, but, uh, what's it going to God damn it. I had yeah. another point. And you just fucking. Oh, oh, speaking of crying and shit. Yeah. Don't feel bad about crying at a live song like then you're there in the moment. Yeah, I have a live version of "That's What Friends Are For" on my phone uh-huh. uh, that I ripped from YouTube. That I can't if if it pops up on rotation on my phone and I'm not ready for it, like I'm in traffic. Uh, ne- next song, next song, <laughs> next song, next. There, there's probably there's probably a good half a dozen on there that I gotta be like, oh no 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 no. Yeah, this I can't do this at the gym. Mm-mm. Oh man, this can't start in the middle of a bench press. No, I'll fucking die right here. I can't I can't back squat yeah. to this. Yeah. I, I, I cannot deadlift to fucking to. That's what friends <laughs> at least are for. At least the deadlift you can drop it. If it's on your back, you're look, you gotta de- look, bail out. The, the second the second that that harmonica comes in, oh no, not today. <laughs> Can't handle this shit. No, Stevie, no, Mm-mm. no, Stevie, no. Oh, Jesus, Christ. Conway Twitty, that's my job. Nope, nope, nope. I had to delete that one off my phone. <laughs> oh. Nope, not today. Oh man, even Mama Tried by Merle oh, Haggard. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, that's no. Yeah. There's probably there's probably. Half a dozen, eight songs on my phone where I'm just like, mm, can't fucking. Why can't do you have them on there? Because sometimes I fucking like them. Okay. Just, you don't want them to hit at oppor- inopportune yeah. moments. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that shit at the gym. Uh, I don't want to hear some of it like five o'clock traffic. But you know what? Hey, if it's fucking five in the morning, I'm on my way to work. Eh, maybe I'll let that shit ride. Yeah, okay. This is like the scene in, uh, <laughs> in Tommy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Where David Spade and Chris Farrell in the car and that song comes on and they're like, oh, you can change it if you want. Well, I don't give a fuck what we You can change it. And then the next thing, they're both just crying and singing along. And they just fucking tears pouring in their faces. Like, hey, sometimes you need that shit. Sometimes, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. God damn it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you two. It, I, I literally, in the concert, I, I turned to my brother-in-law and the ultimate wife. I said, uh, we, we didn't pay enough for these tickets. It was it was that fucking good. I said the same thing too, but mine were free. So, oh well, yeah, well ours was not free. So and we've been going an hour. You want to do anything else, or you want to just leave it there? I fucking I think this has been a fucking good one. Yeah, cut, I cut think that so. shit off with driving and crying. Yeah. Shitty shitty nineties supergroup wasn't driving and crying. That was was that a band or a song? Uh, maybe I don't know. I know Damn Yankees was a shitty nineties supergroup they tried to do. Yeah. I mean, I know U2 wasn't no Bayou Country Superfest, but uh, you saw that <laughs> yeah. you, they're, uh, they moved to New Orleans in, uh. in one year, and they went down like half. Uh, their attendance is half of what it was in Baton Rouge. Can't imagine that's, why. That's because I was going to say, that's because everybody that would fucking go to Bayou Country Superfest still like, they took my statue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
band. And just FYI, they weren't a super group, but they were just a shitty 90s rock band. Yes. Late 80s, early 90s. Who was this again? Driving and Crying. Oh, Driving and Crying. Yeah. They had hits such as Fly Me Courageous, Honeysuckle Blue, and Straight to Hell. So Driving and Crying is one of those bands where I'd be, I'd, like, you hear them in a lineup of, like, a, a late, late, late show, and you don't even stick around. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not stick, I'm not staying up for that. Yeah, no. Yeah, when you, when you saw them on, on coming in on Saturday Night Live, you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. take a shit. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, it has. Yeah, so uh, stick around. You may uh, stick around. You may have uh, worth a shtick uh, in the in the near future. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to set as up a hard it, line. As long as it's not the Arlingtonian. Holy crap! No, no, the uh, or anything from Arlen Heights. Mm. So, all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm Jeremy White. Sunny ones. You've been listening to the Red Stick Podcast. I was, trying to get, I was trying to get you like a dramatic cheer for the encore for me to come in and say my oh, name. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> we want Sunny. Say nobody ever. <laughs> I did fucking pay dude. You know what? Now I can appreciate that, though. That was a confidence booster for me. Let's get out of here. Okay. Sunny Weathers. Stick around, folks. Play shit Snyder. <laughs>